Welcome to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelec. If you're struggling to stay ahead of your daily life challenges, you will want to listen close as Eva and her guests will help you address the most important priorities first. Now, here's your host, Eva Medelec. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I am so excited for my guest today. Corinne Grillo is the author of Angel Wealth Magic and The Angel Experiment. She is also a licensed psychotherapist, visionary leader, inspirational speaker, and proprietor of Casa Condo Retreat Center in Mount Shasta, California. Several years ago, a mind-blowing miracle from the angels saved Corinne's life, cured her of her lifelong depression, and awakened her spiritual gifts. She came out of the spiritual closet in her psychotherapy practice after that, and now she's committed to teaching others about the profound magic that lives inside of them and how to set it free. So welcome to the show today, Corinne. Uh, Such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell the audience a little bit about who you are as the person before we dive deep into who you do, which is just beautiful and magical. And I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Who I am as a person. I mean, I just, you know, who, who, who am I today? I yeah. mean, this minute. <laughs> Let me check in with who I am today. Yeah. I mean, I suppose I would consider myself, um, somewhere in between uh, a highly uh, a highly optimistic so much so that I believe miracles and magic is real and also supremely grounded and anchored into uh, the physical world and real life. And, um, uh, you know, I am a mother of two and, uh, and I come from, uh, come from a, a, a variety of backgrounds that would never put me in a place in the place that I am today. So I think that that's where the optimism comes in. Um, and I love inspiring people to, you know, dream bigger. So what do you do that focuses? Well, let me put it this way. Who do you help in in what you do for a living, right? Because we all need to make a living and I'm sure this is enjoyable. Hopefully most people, which is why I do this show, um, are enjoying what they do to make a living. But what problems do you solve and who do you help? Yeah, I I solve, I help, I help, uh, I help people deepen into their heart connection, into their intuition so that they can navigate their lives from the place of the heart and not from the head. Um, so I do that in a variety of different ways. I actually do teach intuition and energy healing and, and, and help people make direct mystical experiences with their own source, their unique pathway through that. Um, I do it because it's the most practical thing we can do in navigating our lives from a, from a place that brings us joy, as opposed to a place that brings us a lot of practicality. Um, I think a lot of us get stuck in that. Um, I, I help people, you know, break down the walls around their mind and their heart so they can essentially live better, um, in accordance to their own vision, no one else's vision. Um, so I help people get creative in a lot of different ways in their mind and their hearts and also spiritually as well. Why did you choose to, to do this? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was a choice as much as it was an inspiration. Okay. Um, 
I was a psychotherapist just, you know, most of the time. And, uh, and then I witnessed a miracle and that miracle changed things for me and changed how I viewed the world and what was possible. And uh, so <laughs> that miracle actually dialed me into my intuitive voice. Um, so I started hearing all these positive things instead of the tyrannical voice that haunted me for decades. And so it was me and my willingness to listen to that positive voice that uh, eventually leaded me to take actions in alignment with that voice, as opposed to the voice that was trying to get me to, you know, end my life a little sooner than, um, than, than uh, is recommended. Uh, and Can you uh, share more about that journey, that miracle, and what point in your life did you witness that? Yeah, I was, um, I was, at the time, I only had one child. And, and, uh, you know, I struggled with depression most of my life, because my, my, you know, just dealt with just a lot growing up and I was never a happy, overly happy person. So back then my only prayer was hoping that every day would be my last, but I always did a good game, which so many of us do, which is um, have a one face for the outside world, but then our deeper experience sometimes doesn't match that. So I was really uh, excellent at playing both worlds. So I was a psychotherapist at the time you know, doing, doing the practical, uh, the practical thing. I had a child and a, a house, uh, but I was really struggling a lot emotionally. So a friend of mine bought me an angel of reading for my birthday. I had never had one and I'm not a religious person per se. I'm still not religious per se. Um, but I was like, Oh, angels. Cool. So I thought I was just going to go see a psychic. And that session was so mind blowing. And the reader at the end said, talk to the angels as if they're real. And that's what I did. And, uh, and right away I saw all of these, these synchronicities and I felt lighter and brighter. And then on about the day three of me talking to angels as if they're real, just really saying, Hey, show me if you're real or not. I started seeing all these angel things and, and then, yeah, the miracle happened. I was driving um, down to one of my client's house in, in a, in a, one of the barrios in, in Los Angeles. And um, I saw a bird drop from the sky, landed in front of the car and um and i was like it was very stunning so i hit the brakes i drive around and i saw the bird and it had this broken wing um and that broke it you know and i felt so instantly bad but i'm not going to get out of the car in the middle of the hood and uh, uh as a single woman so I, I I did my first big prayer for the bird. And I said, angels help take the bird out of its suffering, you know, because I, I can't pick up the bird. I'm going to a client's house. I'm going to be late. And uh, that's what I did. And I, I felt, you know, like love and all of those things. And as I drove around, I kept looking at the rearview mirror. And as I watched the rearview mirror, I saw the bird bounce a little bit on the ground, kind of shimmy a little bit. So, so I stopped the car and I kept looking and I as I watched, I saw a small bird jump up from the body of that bird and fly away. And it was about maybe a third of the size of the bird itself. And then another bird jump up from the body of that bird, fly away. And then a, a third one jump up from the body of that bird, fly away. And so when I saw that, I was like, what the, you know, so I decided to, at that point, get out of the car <laughs> just to make sure I saw what I saw. What the what? <laughs> That and was so, a what the what? What the what? 
And uh, <laughs> so I, I went out there and the body was gone. The body was gone. And I, I know what I saw. I saw that bird. It was I saw the mangled wing. I saw it kind of scooting in circles because it wasn't going to go anywhere. Do you and know what kind of bird it was? It was kind of like dove size. It was dove size. Oh, like, like the turtle. Yeah. Yeah, kind of one of those. I'm not a bird expert, but it was, you know, about that size. And then um, the little birds were about two or three inches, maybe about three inches. Um, and then the last bird was specific, a little bit darker than the other two. And it was a little a little smaller, darker, a little more wobbly. But that's all I know. I, I wouldn't know what breed <laughs> those were um, okay. or if they were bait. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but it was as I stood out there and saw, I could feel a presence with me. And I felt this intense version of love for lack of better words um but it and you know my skin got all prickly and my it was like staticky and i knew that i was in the presence of something that was beyond my ordinary um experience and so um so that was the first miracle and then it was really what happened afterwards inside of me um, that makes me know it was not a a, a simple um, delusion, right? Because as a psychotherapist, you're like, hey, am I just to having some kind of, maybe I'm having a psychedelic flashback from when I was in the 20s, <laughs> uh, who knows? Um, so I kept that to to myself because I am a therapist. I know, I know, you know, there's, there's, you know, one of the, one of the indicators of the psychotic episode is magical thinking or seeing these things. Is so it? I, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I was, okay. I knew not to say, what am I going to say to my psychotherapist friends, you know? So I kind of kept it to myself, except for I started having all of these intensely spiritual experiences and feeling peace. And almost right away, I started feeling more hopeful um, in the morning. Instead of wanting to die, I started feeling optimistic about things. And I mean, the same exact life, however, the human had really changed. And um, and so, yeah, that was a game changer for me. And and it's and I had angel shame for maybe uh, the first year or so. Uh, but when I would start doing one-on-one -on -one with my psychotherapy clients, I would feel the presence of angels come in and they would want to start working with with my client. I'm like, I cannot do that. I don't even wow. know if that's legal. I can't talk about spiritual things. I mean, I'm a psychotherapist, like hardcore. Yeah. So. And you have certain rules and regulations with your exactly. licensing, I would imagine. Yeah. Exactly. So were you, so were you afraid at all? Did fear come into play as you were experiencing um, that miraculous, as you say, event? with the birds or the feeling that was over you, was there any fear involved or was it more peaceful? Oh God, no, there was, it is like the opposite of fear. It was the most peace uh, I probably had ever experienced in my life. It was, like I said, this love that transcends human love. Um, and again, it was like this heart opening. It's hard to, uh, very hard to explain. Um, I've had a few of those since, mm -hmm. but uh, that was really notable. Uh, just the different extraordinary experience of the, I, I guess a, a word could be grace uh, for that. Um, but no, it was the opposite of scary. It was exciting. It was like, whoa, I'm not alone. And guess what? If I'm not alone, no one else is either. <laughs> uh, Who was the first person you told? Probably my husband. Yeah, my husband. And then I'm trying to think like after that, then it would be like my best, best friends. Um, 
over time, it's not like I, I, I called them and said, Hey, guess what? It, you know, it's just, if I happen to talk to them kind of thing, I remember one in particular, I hadn't talked to her. She lived in, in New York. I hadn't talked to her for quite a while. So um, I eventually disclosed it to her and she couldn't, she couldn't believe the amount of joy that was coming out of me because I'm giggling. I'm laughing. She's like, you sound, it's kind of like you're a born again, but not quite a born again. And I'm like, I'm not a born again. Okay. But I have been reborn <laughs> on some level. <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> I, I reborn, <laughs> not born again. <laughs> born again. I have on some level for sure been reborn, but it's not anything that I read about. It just kind of spontaneously happened. And so, um, eventually I, I I made peace with that. And the thing is, is that there was nothing to be afraid of because everything was only hope and beauty and positiveness. Um, and that's the difference between kind of a scary experience, a uh, spiritual experience that some people can have. Uh, but this was not, and I have had scary ones way back when I was younger, when I didn't know um, who I was or like, you know, my spiritual capacity. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that day was, yeah, it started a series of awesomeness. It was the opposite, opposite of scary. That's so exciting. Like, I love that. I love that. So how do you incorporate this now um, into your psychotherapy practice? Yeah, well, I don't do a lot of psychotherapy per se anymore, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, I train people how to uh, bridge other folks with the beauty that is our source or creator, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't care what you call it. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, but how I, you know, generally it is about understanding that people come to you with this story of their trauma and the, my fundamental, um, experience is that if, if the holder of the space is able to look past the trauma into their core essence, which is peace, beauty, joy. And that's my understanding because that's what got activated inside of me underneath all the layers of crust and crap is awesome. And so, um, so I now just encourage people to empower themselves. Um, cause I did a lot of healing work. I started bridging the gap in there and I started, uh, it, in my private practice, I, I, at a certain point, the angels essentially insisted um, for me to, to, uh, to just mention angels or mention, I'm getting a message for you. And do you mind this might seem out of the blue, but, and so people never said no, they always said yes. It didn't matter. Oh, that's interesting. So you yeah. basically had a lot of, um, support and receptive people when you have a message for them, right? No one says no. Okay. People want to pretend that they're <laughs> atheist. Uh, they want to pretend that they're agnostic, but everyone's curious. I mean, so curious. Right. And yeah. so when you give them a message of something they haven't said, but you know, because you see them when they're six and there's this thing happening or whatever, because spirit has given you that information. So you can actually help someone like help them in a deeper way than you can just by didactic, cognitive, whatever it is that happens in psychotherapy sessions. So by doing that, it helped kind of open them up to this field of possibility um, and curiosity. And then the angels showed me how to heal, how to work with their healing energy to help bring miracles into their own um, heart and mind, the same that they had given me. So that's that's how it worked. And then that's why I now train other people how to do it because I'm nothing special. Um, 
And I was not, not a pious person. And I still cuss like a, you know, it's like, you don't, (laughs) you don't have to be anything special. It's been my whole approach, but we have to know that we're not alone and that there is radical healing for us. If we just open up our hearts and not throw out the baby with the bathwater, which so many have done, we've turned our backs on religion because so many religions have behaved badly. And, uh, and so my work is bringing it back to just real practical. I mean, what if it, what if there are helpers there, then what, wouldn't you want to like, just try it? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what have you got to lose? You've already experienced the trauma, right? So who are you for and who are you not for? As far as what? The work that you do. Okay. Who am I for? I'm for open-minded folk who are open-minded, open-minded, um, uh, who are curious, who might have a spiritual inclination. You don't even have to define it. I am definitely not for the close-minded or uh, the the petrified of the other side. So there's- Oh, got it, got it. Because some people have watched too many exorcism movies or whatever, or Damien Child of the Devil movies. And yeah, we've been indoctrinated. We have been indoctrinated to be against these things. And and so, you know, one of the effects of colonization, but but yeah, if some people are really hardcore close-minded, yeah, no, I mean, there's there's other, yeah, other places to go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this is a good time for us to take a, a, a little break. Um, when we come back, I want to talk about your book, Angel Wealth Magic, and what the wealth magic of angels is. I am super curious about this as someone who grew up with depression era parents and so always grew up with that saving scarcity mentality. I'm really um, excited to delve into that. So we'll be right back. stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun. Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. 
Welcome back, everyone. I am here with Corinne Guerrillo, author of the new book, Angel Wealth Magic. So Corinne, what is Angel Wealth Magic and why did you write a book about it? Yeah, well, uh, one of the miracles that I experienced when uh, when I started working with angels was a a uh, an acceleration of of wealth miracles of earning dollars that seemed impossible. Um, but I had never really done it on purpose, right? It was just this opening that happened um, during COVID. Though I reduced my hours, and so I. It, uh, because my kids were at home and and I, I wanted to, you know, uh, just not stress about being everything for everybody. So I reduced some of my hours about a third. So I decided to put a, to, to do a specific ritual around wealth and ask for a specific amount of money. So I put together a ritual. It's an 11 day ritual. I did it and it worked in like so incredibly i couldn't even freaking believe it so then i gave it to a few of my uh, uh, um uh, a friend of mine and then one of my family members um over in texas they did it and they had intense results within two weeks so i was like okay i'm gonna do a program about this so i did a program people did it and and so essentially i i was encouraged to share this ritual for people who are uh, wanting specific ways to kind of hack the system without doing the grind, uh, because uh, because I think we we're at a time on the planet where we need as many strategies and cool things as possible. And so, what I did with the book is essentially more more of what I've always done, which is, hey guys, you have to like open you know open your heart and know you're not alone and use this to help elevate your life, your your leadership. And so, I wrote this book specifically because when I started writing the actual book, the spirit was really clear. We want. We want heart-centered, mission-oriented entrepreneurs or mission-oriented people to step it up a little bit, to ask for more wealth and more economic power because heart-centered folks generally are the ones hanging back, just being nice, you know, you know, acting humble and not wanting too much, but- I feel something's wrong with it. There's a stigma on it. Yes. You know, I guess it comes back um, from the misquote uh, that money is the root of all evil when it's yeah. actually the love of money is the root of all evil. But, you know, I love money and I love what money can do and who I can help with money. I can't help you if I ain't got none. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I love being able to be generous with people. Exactly. And I, I, that's one thing I learned from my mom. She always did without. I mean, I'm not into being full on martyr. Don't get me wrong. But my mom <laughs> always did without so that others could have. And she was always looking for ways to help to help people. Like if you had a baby, you got diapers and baby food like all the time, you know. Yeah. Because uh, she had a coupon for it. I got this for you. And I know you have a child. So, you know, and I think with um, really heart centered people sometimes there's that i don't know there's there's that wall that comes up with you know if i do for myself or have wealth for me does that make me less of the heart-centered person i 
Exactly. I can be. I don't know what your experience is. But. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, in from my perspective, yeah, just growing up, money was never like on my radar because I, we, you know, we were just, we didn't have a lot of money and just as, as a Brown woman, you, you just don't think, okay, I'm going to make a million dollars. Like that's just, no, you never think that way. You, know, you, know, you never you think know. you just like, I want to be able to feed my family, you know, be comfortable, pay the bills, have the, you know, you just want to survive. There was no real thought of thriving above and beyond. Right? No, not at all. You're just happy if you can pay your damn rent, you know? And so- <laughs> So, so yeah, the whole, the whole thing about heart centered people, you know, the more that I got, got into it and, you know, I coach, I, you know, I coach people in business and things like that, um, especially heart centered or entrepreneurs uh, to help them think bigger and to let go of that, that, that voice inside that says somehow it's evil or greedy or, uh, or weird if you ask for you know, more than enough. And the reason why I think the passion is really coming in is because when you see the inequity um, happening, and when I think about where I want the power to be, the economic power to be, do I want it in the hands of the people who automatically think like this and just are kind of like hoarding the wealth? Or I do do I want the heart-centered folks? Um, in particular, there's a lot of women out there. Women are more likely statistically to share their wealth. So it's like, do we want the heart-centered folks to start claiming more and step it up as far as what they believe is possible and what they're willing to claim? Because economic power, from my perspective, if you have spiritual goodness going on, is a beautiful tool to help create the change on the planet that we want to see. You fund the right uh, causes. Um, you hire in the right people. But again, we if we want to ex- execute our mission, we're going to need funding for that. Absolutely. You know, I'm just feverishly taking notes here. And something happened for me during the whole George Floyd COVID, that whole experience that we had in the middle of 2020. And the first thought that came to me, like women have to take charge of creating the change that we want to see in the world. Women have to step up. Women have to be unleashed. And, you know, you say stepped up, I'm saying unleashed because I think we've been held back. We've been on whether a self-opposed leash that's been on a societal pole or chain that, you know, it's, it's like, what is it? The, the elephants that they, they train to kind of stay at a post even after they take the the rope off of them or whatever. They're so psychologically um, trained to think that they're tied down to something when they really have the power either to lift it up <laughs> and get out of there or realize, hey, I'm really not chained anymore. I have the freedom to move about. And so how we think about money, how we create money and how we use money yeah. is really you know, we've got a choice now and more of an empowered choice than I believe we've had before in our lives. And what I'm curious to ask you is, you know, it's hard for a lot of folks to believe that angels particularly would be interested in our wealth, right? Why would angels help us make money? Yeah, well, uh, um, a simple answer to that is why wouldn't they? Um, Okay. Why, why wouldn't they, if angels exist, right? In theory, if they exist, they 
from my perspective, have been around longer than their religions. Um, and uh, because cultures from all over the world talk about benevolent beings, whether they're shamanic traditions or even their religions. So there are benevolent beings that have helped our ancestors from the beginning. Um, from the beginning, finding resources, finding food, finding good shelter. You know, back in the day, all of our people, no matter where we're from on the planet, knew how to do this stuff. They knew how to enlist and hire the help of the divine or the invisible world to come to our aid. So it is no different. Just because we're calling it money right now, money is no different than food, than shelter, to fulfill your basic needs, to learn how to not just survive, but thrive. But when we talk about business, I think we are ingrained to hold back about, you know, you know, you see people pray for at sport events now, right? You know, I <laughs> at the time this is airing live, the U.S. is playing Iran in, in the World Cup, and I've, I've got some World Cup, Cup soccer fans in the house, and um, or there's sports teams, whether football, basketball, and it was like, please, please, please let them win the World Series or the the championship and, and all of that. And it's almost kind of tongue in cheek from my experience of it. Like, is God really taking, are the angels really taking sides with the teams and stuff like that? And I think they're thinking along those same lines with business or career. Mm -hmm. How can angel wealth magic help someone improve their business or career? Yes. Well, I mean, the book kind of talks a few, it's not just about angels and ritual. It's also because I'm a psychotherapist, I talk about, you know, kind of how to approach money mentally, psychologically, but in because I want people to actually be successful and you have to kind of look at the whole organism and go, okay, we can do all the wealth magic you want, but you got to look at, you know, whatever you can't see, we got to find that, <laughs> like look into the shadow just a little bit, but angels can open up incredible doorways, things that you would just never be able to comprehend. Okay. I can say that for a fact in my own business, because when I started working with angels and doing my angel work, my business, when I went online, when I, when I finally listened and I and said, okay, angels work on it, because at some point they're like, we need to reach an international audience. And, and that was kind of the feeling. And I was like, I don't know anything about that. So I was encouraged to create online programs and to be more kind of have a more social presence. This is about six or seven years ago. In that first six months, I'm working with angels. I'm doing what they're telling me to do. They were my marketing team as in, Hey, what, what do I, what am I doing? What am I creating? So how do they communicate to you? I'm curious. Like, do you, is it just more intuitively? Yes. Do, you, do you hear a voice? Um, how do you, you know, because my mother used to say, you know, God told her to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. He says to you, da, 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 da. This is what you're supposed uh, to do. Yeah. And I, you know, you always, you know, take with a grain of salt when people said the Lord told me to do it. I know you're talking specifically angels, but yeah, but you know, it's, it's kind of a similar practice wherever yeah. you're going to put your energy. I mean, that's, that's where it's going to be. Um, and you can call it whatever you want, as far as I'm concerned. It's just the way that it came through for me was angels. So let's rock it. But because I have this curiosity about it, I didn't have any fixed notions about it, right? So I was more willing to play with it, I think, than someone's willing to like, okay, Jesus, you know? Um, so I'm working with the angels. And for me, 
initially it's just these intense feelings, right? Or I have an inspiration for an idea that would come down that of something I've never thought about before. And that inspiration would keep coming around. And in the beginning, it was a lot of things I didn't even think was possible uh, for myself, but it, you know, just kind of kept coming around. Sometimes it is like I, maybe I would pull some Oracle cards uh, here and there in the beginning, and it would be like the same one coming up over and over again. And I remember the first time, like I went through two weeks where it kept, I kept on pulling a card that said career change. And I would like, pretend that that wasn't happening because I'm a therapist. Okay. (laughs) I got the education, tens of thousands of dollars, no career change, career change. And that's when it was more because, because they showed me that it was things that were going overseas that that's as much as I knew. Um, But then it like, as, as I queried, Hey, what, what kind of career change, then an opportunity came actually someone that I worked with was designing an online business. And I was like, well, maybe that's it. And so you just kind of followed the trail of awesome. But in the beginning, it could be equally as exciting and terrorizing at the same time. And um, the easiest thing I could say is making a, a quiet space and really engaging this field as if it's real and say, hey, how can I best serve? How can I best move forward? How can I best solve this issue? And then going on that attention, because in the beginning, it could just be your own voice. It could feel like your own voice. But let me tell you, Eva, I did a channel writing 11 years ago that I just found two weeks ago, and I haven't looked at it since. And in that channel writing, when I'm talking to the angels, they said, okay, don't worry about your books that are psychotherapy and spiritual books we're going to write for you and i'm writing this stuff down at a time where i had no interest in writing spiritual books or writing a book period becoming an author on any level so i thought i was just making it up i thought just so you think you're making this stuff up but if you just kind of happen to find 11 you know 11 years ago <laughs> an old journal where you're channeling oh my gosh so i'm just oh saying my god that's, learning that's to trust. so true yeah learning oh to god. trust yeah so when the doubts come up is this my own voice or is this the angel voice you know how do you how do you decipher if you will yeah is it is it the repetition where it comes up because you know i'm strong-willed and, you know, I will talk myself, you know, it's like, oh, there's those shoes popping up again that Google's like, I must be meant to spend a thousand dollars on shoes. I mean, I can talk myself into like the angels keep showing me these shoes. What do I do darn well? I don't need a thousand dollar pair of shoes. It could, yeah. be, the algorithm. It could be the algorithm. <laughs> ah, yes. Angels versus algorithm. There you go. Oh my God. Now you had to throw that into the mix. For sure. but no, seriously, when you're sitting quietly and, um, you know, when is it our subconscious, you know, is our subconscious the angels or when is our subconscious our desire or something that we're meant to do that we have no idea and might be resistant to? When do we, you know, cut down the resistance and, and yield and give in? Okay. My easiest answer to this is, if it sounds like fun, listen to that voice. Okay. Oh, I love that. If it sounds like fun, go for it, even if it scares you. And that is a, that fun is attached to your joy, and your angels are attached to joy. So 
<laughs> yeah. So that's a writer down or angels attached to joy. Yeah. So if you follow your joy, you're following your highest and best version of just your ultimate party in life. And you become more skilled at inviting others to your party. So that's an entrepreneur for me. It's about inviting people to the biggest party I can think of, right? So, and that's how I've created everything that I've created online, my six-month training. What's the coolest thing that I can do on, on in service to others? The funnest thing that even I'm jealous of that I can't take it. Well, that's game changer right there, Corinne. I love that. Yeah. Because we talked before we came on live a little bit about what brings you joy and what does. And if it stops bringing you joy, is that a signal to let it go? And you know, when so we're so used to hustling and powering through a lot of things that don't feel good um, because we're told, you know, the growth is outside of your comfort zone. It's going to feel uncomfortable and scary, which it still does in yeah. a way. But, you know, when we come back from from this next break, I really want to talk a little bit more about our wealth blockers and how they stand in our way and how we can, you know, when you talk about this joy and comfort and party and all of that, what is, what can be preventing us from finding the joy or what are these specific wealth blockers? So let's take a little break and then we'll talk about that fun stuff. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Okay, guys, we are back with Corinne Grillo, our resident angel whisperer here talking about exciting stuff about angel wealth magic. Now, before the break, we talked a little bit about what could block that. So what are some of the wealth blockers that you talk about in the book and how can we 
get them out of the way so that we can bring all this wealth magic to us. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, well, there's a lot of them. I only talk about a handful. But I think when it, <laughs> well, everybody the, has to get the book to find the rest. So I don't exactly. Everything, right? <laughs> exactly. But I think one of the ones that kind of shocks people a little bit. So the wealth blockers in general are these, like you know, what I consider like an invisible body condoms that prevent you from moving forward, you know. <laughs> Oh, you know, I had a visual. I had a visual. You're about to get you your party on of wealth. Yeah, yeah, you're about to get your party on, and then boom, someone wraps it up, right? So <laughs> you know, it's like a buzzkill in life. But you know, we have these big dreams, these big hopes, these big aspirations, and we can even ask for more wealth. But you know, some people have the experience of you know, okay, things are moving, and it's two four steps forward, three steps back. So, so a lot of people, from my perspective, they're unconscious um uh wealth blockers uh, that people don't necessarily see or aren't aware of but that are in their energetic fields they're in their mind in their heart uh, some of these things are as simple as there's an unconscious unwillingness to grow past your parents level of wealth on some uh level okay whether it's like i said conscious or unconscious so in my in my capacity or just speaking on on my own the reason why i never dreamed of anything great big more was because of that just you can only see what you can see unless you force yourself to dream bigger step out of that the the familial body condom and the family you know and dream outside of that so you have to sometimes be told to do that but one of the things i found in working with people over the years in particular heart centered people was uh, a, a little wealth demon that I call uh, the beast of all beasts of all wealth beasts, which is shame. Mm. And how I shame, hear you. Yeah. Shame can prevent us from stepping up and out of our conditioning, our conditioning or our condition because a lack of worthiness, a lot, all of those things that are attached to that, um, are often deeply connected to shame that we have metabolized at a very young age about our own sense of worthiness. Um, a lot of people I found also when I, I work with people on uh, moving through blocks and anchoring into their magic and calling in um, their next level in their business or whatever, uh, a lot of people don't see it. They don't realize the reason why they don't want to be on video has nothing to do with, I don't like being the center of attention or, oh, I just don't like how I, you know, it, or the reason why people don't want to sell, sell anything or market themselves is not because they're shy and it's not because they're introverted. It's shame. Wow. Say more about that because I just had this conversation with my daughter the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, it's the the shy, introvert, highly sensitive. That's not me. No, 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 no. I'm not going to be out there on video. Don't even say the word TikTok to me. None of that. Yeah, that's me. That was me. I used to think the same thing that, you know, and so many people who don't imagine that they're going to be the center of attention of tens of thousands of people. OK, which is me now. I never wanted this kind of thing. I never wanted to be on camera. It took me about 18 months to even 
have a video of myself when my business had already, you know, done well. Um, so yes, shame. What is the shame around? Um, for for all of us, or for for from what I've seen, um, a lot of it is attached also to our indoctrination in our religions um, uh, about what a good person would look like. It's particular women we're used to. So is it about that how we look? You know the shame about not being enough, pretty enough, articulate all enough, all you know. of it, all of it, not being valued, not feeling valuable. Um, in particular, women have this ish because we are taught to elevate others. Yes. And so it gets uncomfortable when we, uh, in our experience, in our unconscious mind, feel arrogant to say anything good about our our, the transformation that we offer. So for me, I know that when I get to work, people experience miracles. Okay. That would have been a very challenging thing for me to say out loud and used to be very hard for me to say out loud. Even like my, my private practice was teaming. People were flying their family members in. So, but I felt shame about it. Okay. Which prevented me from playing a bigger game. <clears throat> so we have to, call it out for what it is and see that even when it comes to sales and marketing, the way that we're defining these things is very like masculinized, but spirit showed me sales and marketing is really just sending a beautiful invitation to, to, to someone. It's like, it's like, if it's from your heart and you're authentic, it's like this, how can your beautiful people find you if you're not putting yourself out there. So, um, so the shame in my case, you know, I was, you know, we were, you know, it's abusive, uh, situation growing up, but again, I'm not someone who ever wanted to be seen. I'm kind of like, even in groups, I'm kind of like in the background. I don't want to talk necessarily. I'm super shy. Um, but when it comes to my work, I, it, you know, it, it's either you want you're going to do some stuff that's awkward and uncomfortable for you, or you're going to stay in the same place. That's it. Wow. Wow. So how do we remove the body condom of wealth blockers around us? Because, you know, I, I coach people too, and they know rationally what action they need to take, but there's still something, they're still wrapped up in whatever body condom is preventing them from doing what they need to do to move their life and their business forward. How do we unpeel the saran wrap? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it, it's on many different levels. It's first acknowledging and feeling into the why, why. And so there's ways you can do that you know, like why if, and I like to help people go, well, what is the worst happen for worst thing that happens if you make a million dollars, right? So like looking at the, what's tinkering unconsciously and then angels can come once you're aware of what you need, then angels can come. Um, or, you know, I, for this book, I'm looking at angels as interjects or internal aspects of ourselves that may be dormant. So that helps people realize the power is also inside. So what you could do, and I give a whole list of angels in there is go, Hey, this is the ish that I'm having. Here's an angel that helps is like the tonic for that. And so in the book, I talk about, um, 
uh, doing uh, really fast invocations of this specific energy that would act as kind of act to help dissolve the shyness and help you really embody more confidence. We have angels in there for confidence and angels in there for just to, to help you be okay with being magnetic and being this kind of the center of attention, um, being, a, being a star um, or a celebrity even. There's a, oh. there's an angel in there for that. Because have you, have you thought about making kind of like cards with those particular angels on that so that we can keep them in our wallet? I know. <laughs> hands, hands. I know. My angel told me to ask your angel. Okay, I know. I know. I, know. I mean, how cool is this? Because, you know, I love your books. I, I read your, your, your book. Um, what is it? The angel miracles. Tell me the name of the it angel again. experiment. Yeah. The angel experiment. Mm -hmm. And love that book. But for me, it was hard to remember all the angel names and call, you know, because I listened to it on audible. And so, you know, I bookmarked a lot of it, but I'm thinking, oh my goodness, if you made these cards, here's my business idea for you. If you made these cards with the, the angel and what they help you with and the invocation, Oh my God, Corinne, this is what we need. And then we can just have them with us and mm -hmm. all, all the time. Because when I, when I do my, my mantras and manifestations, I usually, when I first create it, I have it memorized it and I write it down and I keep it in my wallet and then I take it out and read it until it's a part of me and then I don't need it anymore. But Anyway, just put that a little in the I, little yeah. back of your brain there. I'm I'm working on my my publisher right now, actually, about <laughs> about that. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so See? we're on oh. the same wavelength. I love it. You got it. your I, little intuitive hint. Hits. I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So make sure I get on that list. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I know. I know. So. You know, this has been a great conversation. Uh, what what I want to ask you before we close it up is, what matters most to you? Yeah, with everything that you do, and the I, way that you help people, what's important to you? What's important now? I I think right now, what's important is for me to show up, show up fully, for myself first, um, and then show up for in that process, show up for all of the people who love me the most, like in my family, mm -hmm. um, and show up for those who I came here or that, you know, I happen to serve. So I, I have this saying that if I'm going to do anything, it's not going to be half-assed. It's going to be my whole ass. And so that reduces down the amount of things that I do. And I encourage people um, to, to really look at, take an inventory of what matters to them and where the juice is, where the joy is, where the trail, the angel trail, the pebbles of, of awesome are, and to set boundaries around those things. Yes. Boundaries are very, very important. Um, as you were speaking about that, I remember, um, when I was listening to your first book, I would I would put it in my my ears as I was walking the dog or remember it. And you talked about some of the signs the angels uh, share with us that they're around. Can you share some of that with us? Yeah, I mean, so angels are messengers, so they can be very keen at sending messengers. Ancestors are messengers too. From my perspective, 
ancestors are angels, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of messengers. So one of the beautiful ways that they activate, they come to life is when you start asking, you might start seeing synchronicities or birds come around you a lot. You might find feathers or coins. Um, you might see a lot of, uh, hear, hear some angel music all of a sudden, you know, you walk into the store and there's an angel song playing and, um, uh, see a lot more wings and, and your newsfeed might start changing a little bit if you're uh, into social media. Um, but there's so many different ways that they are constantly literally communicating to us. It's just a matter of opening up your your awareness and that childlike curiosity and staying that staying in that child's mind um, and start playing yeah. with them. So when you say wings, you know, I always notice the butterflies and the hummingbirds because the the yellow monarchs I don't see a lot but when I do they are big and they are beautiful and I always think it might be my mom but I love that you said wherever you see wings it just brought a whole new because I don't count those those giant black birds that we have here in California from Alfred Hitchcock days <laughs> that are like screaming at us all the time but it's like and my husband actually bought me two necklaces one was a um a uh hummingbird and the other one was a butterfly because it's just those fluttering wings that feel so magical to me yeah those are your special allies i like to think of them as allies and it's our natural capacity to to relate and receive from nature and from that invisible force that so mysterious yeah Cool. So let's tell folks how they can get in touch with you to either to work with you and also to get their hands on this book. Yeah. Um, they can go to corinnegrillo.com, C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O.com. And you can check out the book there. Um, I, I think the book is now in Barnes and Noble as well. Or if you look at some smaller outlets, you have access to these beautiful independent bookstores that still exist in certain places. Uh -huh. Um, or of course, Amazon as well, but yeah, you, you can go to my websites, um, uh, get on my email list and find out what we're doing. We do a lot of interesting things <laughs> throughout the year. So the book is called guys, angel wealth, magic, simple steps to hire the divine and unlock your miraculous financial flow. So Corinne, thank you for the work that you do and for sharing your knowledge with us. And I want to thank our listeners for listening to the show today. And I hope you'll find the time to join us again next week. And as usual, I would love to leave you with a quote. This one is from Robert Orban. And he says, time flies. It's up to you to be the navigator. Until next time, guys. Bye for now. Thanks, Corinne. Ah, thank you. Such a pleasure. Thanks for listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelec. We hope we've been able to inspire you with today's show to take control of your own life and focus on the win. What's important now? Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.